Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and much more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary 76ers point guard Eric Snow and my brother Tasia Dash. Guys, tonight's a pretty historic night. It's trade headline week, obviously, but pretty historic night in the NBA world as uh, Eric's former teammate, LeBron James, is going to be potentially, he scores 36 points tonight. We passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's uh, all-time scoring record. Eric, you played with LeBron back in his early days. Did you ever see, did you see this coming, that this would this would happen? It does not surprise me. <clears throat> does not surprise me. I think we used to always say, um, young fella got a chance, you know, and, and that really had a meaning of he had a chance to be one of the best to ever do it. And 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 that's what he's done. So in no way, shape, or form am I like, oh, I can't believe he's doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it 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 feels like it's right, it, it's right, and it feels like it was supposed to happen. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's like how it feels. Like it's like it's absolutely no surprise to me that he's making 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 it happen. Yeah, like sky's the limit almost when you were saying that about him. Yeah, it was like like for him, like if it, if it was a player that I played against, like played with rather, he like he would be the guy that I that could do this. Um, you know, obviously the talent's there, but the longevity is 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 part of that, and 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 that's been terrific. So um, good for him. It was great for the game, great for him and his family, um, and he put the work in. So you got to give him credit. I mean, and they were saying earlier, I was watching one of the morning shows. They were talking about, I mean, LeBron could potentially play four to five more years. And if he yeah. does play that amount of that time, no one, there's a chance that no one will ever catch that record. This will be a record that'll be unattainable. Yeah, I wouldn't say that, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they probably said that when Kareem got That's it. true. Yeah, it did last a long time, though. Yeah, I mean, it may last a long time, but someone never, you know, you never know how this game's gonna be. Twenty fifty, someone maybe does maybe four, four and five point shots coming. So you don't know. That's also yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Well, yeah, it'll never happen if they take away like 10, 10, 15 games of the season. Then then it'll be like good luck. If they I, shorten the season, guys, but, but you guys end up playing longer when they do that. Yeah, that's, that's true. Saying. That's true. So we don't we don't we just we just don't know the way these guys are coming. Um out and, and 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 scoring at a young age and shooting and and the the pace, you know, I think it's going to be hard and I think it'll be a long time. But to say never, um, 
I think some of Stock's records may be harder than the scoring record. I mean, you look at the way guys are scoring. Yeah. I um one thing has been proven. You gotta play a long time to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um it's funny we're talking about you know changing rules. I was listening to a podcast with Maury uh recently, and he was saying one of his because they asked him, Do you have any ideas how to improve NBA? And uh first he's not a fan of the three-point line. So he said he'd get he'd get make either less or get rid of it. Um, but he also said that he said the problem is with blowouts is that they're unwatchable after a while. He said if they created like a he's like, I don't know, like a half court shot and it like happens the deficit. So you're down by 20, you hit a half court shot, all of a sudden you're down by 10. Like then he goes, you would have granted you'd have them jacking up half court shots every time. But if one goes in, it's a ball game again. So it's like, you know, I just thought that was kind of interesting or cr- and crazy to hear that. Yeah, I'll read the game. Yeah, I bet that would really change. Hopefully, they don't get that. Yeah, just don't get blown up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And not every game has to be competitive. I mean, sometimes you're gonna you're gonna get blow you're gonna get blown out some nights. You're gonna get an easy win. I mean, you know, we we had two of our last three games. They didn't have to shoot a half court shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They just come back and take the lead and win. Yeah, they just wait for our backups to come in, and then there you go. <laughs> wait for the second unit to come in, and then that is like a half court shot. No matter who it is, that's what they had to do. Mm-hmm. As some Sixers fans would say, just have Doc coach the other team, and uh, you, you'll, you'll, you'll get a comeback real fast. Oh my, there you go. Mm. <laughs> Not Sorry. me though. That's some Sixers fans. Um, yeah, but, but you're repeating it, so it's you. Yeah, well, I'm trying to get <laughs> the repeat. <laughs> the repeat is you, like you said it. Like. Nah, it's the cl- it's the classic. I didn't say it. Someone else said it. I'm We're just saying what it. they said. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't have to repeat it though. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> it's always funny to think. It takes but it's a- so funny. It, it's a, it's funny to take shots at Doc. You know, people always coming back on Doc's teams. Um, well, sometimes it's funny. Um, okay, but you guys mentioned the Knicks game. Um, and we could go to depth about the Knicks game. There's a lot to summarize about that, but um. We were outscored 32 points in the last 38 minutes without a half-court uh, deficit and a half-shot. Um, there's a lot of chatter on Twitter that the biggest need for this team is a backup center, something we've talked about a lot. Um, and Paul Reed and Montrezl Hill were combined negative 29, minus 29 um, on Sunday night against the Knicks. Um, so it seems like we are having a hard time finding a backup center. So my question to you guys is, why is it so hard to find a backup uh, to Joel Embiid? I think I think the hardest part is Joel is one, he's playing a lot of minutes and he commands a lot of attention and he get a lot of touches. Um you okay, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm coughing big time over here. Sorry guys. Yeah, I know. Hit that cough button, man. We want to make sure you're okay, man. <laughs> Go ahead, let it out. More water. Right pipe this time. Hopefully. I can wait till you're done, man. You turn red and everything. <laughs> At least get the right, making sure it goes down the right pipe this time. I got the question out before I started that, that call. <laughs> I had it come out early. <laughs> so, no, I just, I, I think some of it is, are you still drinking? Dude, you got to wash it out, huh? Uh, it is, it's, it's tough because, you get a guy like him that has 
so much attention, get all the touches, he's priority number one. Then when he's out the game, everybody else is trying to be the priority, except his position. Yeah. So to me, that's where you're going to get the inconsistency in his position. Because they're going to go to Maxi, they're going to go to James, they're going to go to Tobias when he's out. So I don't think you can have a center that's going to be very productive scoring, which leads me to you probably need to have a guy that's going to be more of a dominant rebounder, screener, role, you know, like more of a presence like that because they're not going to lean on him as much offensively as they do with Joel. So I, I just think it's a combination of like the good fit and having some guys that play behind him that can also play with him. It's it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to, to I don't I don't think that that position I think people may be putting too much emphasis on the expectations for that position because in the playoffs and the longer we go, the playoffs has minutes are going to increase more. Mm-hmm. So the production you want could just the consistency and, you know, you're going to obviously have some drop off, but not that much of a drop off. But I think the way you kind of handle it is not really individually as much as collectively when he's out the game. So I don't know if addressing. Yeah, you could probably upgrade and get a guy, but what do you want that guy to look like? Harrell is minus fifteen in three minutes. I know. You know what I'm saying? Like in, in three minutes, that's that's not one player. Yeah. No, of course not. Yeah. Yeah, and then Reed was. Minus 14, but he played more minutes. Yeah. So the whole bench was like that, then, right? Yeah, I, mean, I don't think bench play well in general, but people are attacking the center because it, it's the biggest drop-off, too, right? Like, who's our best player on the starting five? Yeah. Our five. So when then, like, whoever's backing well, I mean, him up. Here, here's the thing about it. The other positions and the other players – have the luxury of also playing minutes with Joel, and they don't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the biggest drop-off, so it's got the biggest magnifying glass And, and they don't play with him. They're not going to play with him. Almost everybody and, else do. And he's so good that you'd want to find, like, a poor man's version, but there's no poor man's version of Embiid. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if you can have – if somebody was – to able able to play behind him, but also play with him, you can. I don't think their numbers would sway like that. But if you're saying all majority of my minutes or all of my minutes are playing with him on the on the bench, we can't be surprised if they get outscored. Yeah. So what what would you what would you rather have? Would you have rather have a backup big that's plus defense minus offense plus offense minus defense or like okay at both? Well, I mean, I think if if he's a and like I said, if somebody like Demarcus Cousins who's offensively gifted, you you want to go with that because de- defensively his presence will you can you know from your scheme or how you want to use him or how you want to play, 
you can just let them play. Um, but if if the minutes are going to be very limited, um, I think you just want someone that's that's going to come in and try to get extra possessions with offensive rebound and energy, and try not to hurt you defensively. Yeah, uh, is what you what you kind of look for because when Joel, like I said, with Joel out, they're going to showcase or focus on those other three guys. So I don't know how much having the offensive guy as far as touches is needed. Now, a guy that can stretch the court is different. Um, but he's just stretching the court. But he's not a guy that they're going to run plays for. Yeah, it's just hard to find someone that checks all of his boxes. You're not going to find that. So you want a rim protector with good hands who's got an okay offensive game or a a good off a, a good offensive player who's got okay defensive game. So over the years we had in our last recent years, Dwight decent defensively, decent offensively. Um, Drummond good at rebounding, good at putbacks, okay defensively. Um, but he had to go in the Simmons deal. I I think Drummond was our our, our best recent um, backup big. Uh, now we have Harrell who's. It's a tale of two tapes. Harold's a good offensive big man, but undersized and gets abused defensively. And then you have Reed, who's inconsistent on both sides of the court, who the coaches don't trust. So it's like, it's tough, man. I mean, by matchup is what they've been doing, but there's going to be some matchups where it's just neither one of them are going to work. Like the Knicks, for instance, that just didn't work. And that was without Mitchell Robinson. So, I mean, if he played, it would probably would have been worse. Um so yeah, it's it's just it's it's hard. It's gonna be interesting to see what how they go about this. Yeah, good thing we have the uh, the trade deadline this week, so we're gonna figure that one out. Um <clears throat> so uh yeah, uh as we said, trade deadline uh February 9th, so Thursday. Um we'll get a new rotation piece. Uh so some things on this for Con Cork Moss demanded a trade. Uh, and uh, Matisse Thibel is demanding a lot of uh, trade interest from teams all over. Um, so, but apparently we are uh, linked to certain players, and all these players um, are over six foot nine. So we're looking at guys who can be a nice little backup to Embiid, or even play alongside him. Um, and the players are Jared Vanderbilt, Nas Reed, and two former 76ers, one that Tasia mentioned, and Andre Drummond, and then Nerlens Noel, a process guy. And a fun nugget about that is we just our G League team just traded for um, Jaleel Okafor, and if we were somehow to trade for Nerlens Noel, we'd have Noel, Ja, and um, and Embiid on the same team. Some three of the process guys on the team together would be, be cool. If especially if we won the championship, to have three of the process guys on the team. But um, my question to you guys is: Do you think we make a specific move? Um, and what kind of player should we go after? And any of the players that I named, uh, does any of those guys ring of interest for you? I mean, we we spoke about the center position. I guess you know those those guys fit um, from a standpoint of rebounding, you know, some activity, um, motoring defensively with Noel Nerland. So it's that I think we've addressed. Um, Jared Vanderbilt, good size. He's a wing though. He's he's not a someone that I think could play behind Joel. Um, who am I missing? Who's the fourth guy? Nas Reed. Nas Reed. Nas Reed. Nas Reed's interesting because Nas Reed can score and shoot a three. 
Yeah. Uh, I think out of all the guys that we mentioned, besides Demarcus Cousins, he's the one guy that, that can score it and can't shoot it. Completely. He's the best offensive player of that bunch. Um, so he could be a guy that you could probably put a minute, you know, play beside him a minute or two. And he's good athlete, you know, decent athlete. I mean, he, some he'll flush it on you. So he he's an interesting guy. I, I can say that 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 one right there kind of depends on what you give up. So I would be interested to see how that one looks. And he's young too. Mm-hmm. I don't think we make any significant moves. I think most of uh, most big Sixers Twitter accounts think we'll just make a move to duck the tax. Uh, other accounts think we should say screw the tax, go all in because we're close. We're close to this thing, and you may not get this close in a long time. Go all in right now and say screw it all. Um, do you think we're close enough to ring to justify spending those tax dollars? On the rotational player? Yeah, just shoring up whatever, you know. Yeah, I mean, game. I think if you I think, yeah, if it's a if it's a guy that's favorable contract and 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 he's a guy that's a rotation player, consistent rotation player. I don't think you just make a trade just to make a trade for a guy you just be like, oh, we don't know. Um, but I just don't know how you how are you gonna go get a rotational player without giving up a rotational player. Yeah, that's so, I mean, my question. Is like, like what, what kind of move are you going yeah. to make? Because I think if we're going to trade Tobias for, uh, say Tobias, he's, is Tobias in the last year of his deal? Where he has one more year left. One more year. Um, a lot of these, his name would be coming up a lot yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, I kind of figured that. Um, a lot of these moves are like probably lateral moves. And that's what I'm saying. Like, do you get a lateral move? Um, or and Maury you... actually, Maury talked about that recently. He said, you know, our our rotation's so tight right now that it's our is anyone we get really going to crack our rotation at this point? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're not going to crack the rotation unless you're giving up a rotational guy. Like, I I just don't. In most of these moves, if you do do if you do make a trade like that, it would be a lateral move. I do like – I'm a big – and I know most Sixer Twitters the same way. I'm a big Vanderbilt guy because I think he can play some small ball five against some small fives. Um, like I could see Vanderbilt playing against like a Claxton. I think he'd be fine with that because he's 6'9". But I think he could also play wing minutes if we got rid of like a Thibault. Then he could guard a Jalen Brown or a Tatum for for a little while if we need him and to. you're not so, playing PJ I think you could stagger him a bit. Either have PJ or Vanderbilt on one of those two guys. That- so, so, so in some ways, you you think he's better, but that's a lateral move to me. Then, but at least it's a guy who can play two different things that I think we need. I think when it comes down to wing who can guard big scoring. Yeah, wing, I don't think he can play center like that though. You don't think what? I don't think he can play center like that. Even against small fives, you think he's too small for well, Nick Claxton? What he's not small. No, I'm, I'm saying you think he just gave us 25 and 10 with Joel. <laughs> I'm so- <laughs> oh, oh, you're being Claxton, yes, yeah. But they're what is he, a 6'10? They're about the same. I mean, they're about an inch apart. He's not like towering over Vanderbilt, you know what I mean? That's all he is. I'm just saying, like, he just gave us that with what we have now. So, I mean, uh, now yeah. we put a smaller guy on it. <laughs> 
That's because Joel was more worried about offense. Oh, okay. Well, All right. <laughs> just saying. Like, you know, if you look at he's 6'11. Yeah, okay. So that, that was a game. That was the offensive game of his life. And, he, and he's I'm, long. No, but I'm just saying, if you look at the top four teams outside of us, they all have bigs and active bigs. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, what, you, that's what you – and the number one seed in the West has a big. Yeah, but Montrez Harold are a backup five right now. What's he, like six, seven? No, I'm just saying, but he but he's a center. He's a very undersized center, but, yeah, he yeah, plays that he's way. He's a center. Because it's he just, can't you, guard a wing. You said but we wouldn't have Montrez go to, to the wing. Montrez yeah, going to the wing is like asking Jerry Vanderbilt to play center. No, nah, if you were, if you were, if you had Tucker and let's say we had Tucker and Vanderbilt on the court at the same time, you put Tucker on a on a big wing and you put Tucker at small ball five. I mean, Tucker was guarding. I'm not doing that in the playoffs. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going in there and then playing Boston and having you know Al Horford or Williams. Tucker was guarding Jokic though. He can't guard Al Horford. Yeah, Jokic plays on the perimeter. Like he and he has the ball, so you can you can zoom in your defense and zone up on him with PJ on him. But if you're talking about a guy that you're gonna put him on Claxton and he's your primary defender, that's he Claxton won't even have a ball. He's just setting screens. Then we're gonna switch and end up with a guard on him. I just think in today's NBA where it's not really a center league anymore you could get away with an undersized you can't do that against cleveland no you can't do that against well mobley spends most of his time at the three-point line too but you couldn't have him against allen no <laughs> that's what i'm saying i don't think you could do it against boston either so you're gonna say we're gonna put a we're gonna do small ball against boston and their win perimeter players are already bigger than ours a lot of the guys we're naming don't have superior offensive games though Mobley's a three-point shooter. Allen, Allen's a alley ooper, and like maybe a baby. I'm just saying though, but but it's the offensive rebound and the activity and the setting screen, the rope. Like it gives them an advantage. Bam, with Miami, they can't guard Bam. You can't put a small guy on him like that. That's that's five teams right there. The top five teams besides us. You think Bam would abuse Tucker too? Yeah, I, no, I'm talking about a possession or a game. But if you're talking about the playoff, I'm looking as a playoffs or a series. Man, they're gonna make an adjustment on that. You can probably get away with it in a game as the game is going on. But if you try that, that next game, they're like, okay, well, this is what we're gonna do when they go to that lineup. Yeah, if we're talking about switching, if you if you had Drummond, let's say. Drummond will also switch on a guard and get abused too, though if they do if they do a pick and roll. Then you have Drummond guard. You don't have winning. to switch though. I mean, I, mean I, I guess you don't have. I mean, let's. Uh, yeah, you could try not to. Switch. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like uh, with 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 Jared Vanderbilt, you going to switch? Yeah, because he can he can guard a guard out there. Yes, but Drummond, you don't have to. Is what I'm saying. But if you had a, if you had. Depends what the lineup is. If you had Tucker as man trying to switch with Vanderbilt's man, both those guys can pretty much guard either guy there, a wing or the big on that team. Unless it's like Brooke Lopez and 
Yeah, I mean they, they would get a yeah, but if if I'm if I'm playing against that lineup, I'm going to have a guard, whoever Maxi is guarding or James is guarding, set a screen first, get them into the rotation, then set that pick and roll. And so then, P, so PJ and Vanderbilt isn't involved. One of them is not involved. That's how they, that's all you do, just multiple pick and rolls to get the matchup you want. We see people teams do it all the time, chasing matchups. That's not going to change. Yeah, I just think we have the most versatility with uh, Vanderbilt. I mean, it's not, like we have, it's not like we have size behind Embiid now anyway. So at least yeah, we have a guy. Yeah, that I'm just saying, play. like, like if we're if if I'm just saying, like, and Vanderbilt's a really good. We're gonna win a championship, and we want to win a championship, and and our concern is the guy that's gonna play five to ten minutes behind Joel. Like that can't be the biggest concern. Well, that's going to play 38, 39 minutes in the playoffs. That's or, why I like Vanderbilt. He, he can play other positions, not just back up Joel. You know what I mean? He can, he can, he can and I think Nasri can too. That's what I'm saying. I got, and he can shoot yeah. a three. Yeah. If we're going to go, if we're addressing the big, I'm just saying a guy that's bigger, mm-hmm. heftier, as far as positioning, being able to guard a bigger guy, easier. But see, our second weakness is wing defense. So the not, I mean, that's why I was hoping to try to check half boxes on both of those with a uh, Vanderbilt. Uh, yeah, I, I don't understand how wing defense is a weakness if we added Melton in the lineup that we had and we signed PJ Tucker. Tatum and Brown are really good. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, like we got to think about, like, if that's our weakness, second weakness. Then something isn't right. Then we can't. Then we we kidding ourselves talking about championship. Especially, I mean, we're talking about getting rid of Thibault because that's one of the I'm main. I'm just saying we're kidding ourselves talking about championship if if this is what if this is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. We just, I mean, wait, we'll see it. Yeah, we'll see it tomorrow. Because because you 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 go through like we gonna have to play Boston. Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Miami. Most likely we're going to have to play out of those five, at least minimum two of them and possibly three of them. Some of the best wings in the league. Yeah. Durant, Taylor. You're going to have to see somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You also I'm more back- you got to factor in the fact that, you know, we multiple playoffs we've had where Embiid has missed a game or two, and we were scared by, you know, the fact that we had to start DeAndre Jordan last year. We had the rotation of uh, Paul Reed. I mean, what I want – I mean, if we do Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt's not going to start at five. If we, if, we, if, we do, if we do do that, or we're going to have Trez or Paul Reed. We have the same problem we're having now if we do a Vanderbilt-type trade, whereas I think a Drummond or Nas Reed would actually solidify that if – God forbid that were to happen if we had to miss MB in the playoffs at some point. Yeah, but the, the year we had Dwight Howard, even when MB was out, we weren't even starting Dwight Howard. He kept him in his six-man role. We had Tony Bradley, correct? That was not, an, another actual big, not not a Vanderbilt type. No, no, I, I know, but Dwight was MB's main backup, so it's not like he moved up and like started instead of him. He still got probably more minutes than Bradley did, even though he didn't start. 
And I think that goes by matchup, too. I think Vanderbilt goes by matchup. I, yeah, I don't think you start him against Brooke Lopez. But there aren't that many dominating bigs anymore. I mean, Embiid is... Well, it's not dominating guy. from the standpoint of how we envision old bigs dominating. It's mm-hmm. dominating bigs, but they dominate in different ways. Yeah. Because you can't tell me the bigs in Brooke Lopez is not a dominating from the way they use him. And them boys in Cleveland are dominating from the way they're used. Robert Williams and Al Horford, and the way they're used. And Bam Adebayo is probably the best out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's – yeah, they aren't – none of them are Joel, but they're very effective at what they do and very helpful what they're doing for their team. And Vanderbilt is a very good rebounder, just for the record. At the as a perimeter player, he's averaging eight a game as a wing player. Yes, but if he's at center, is he still that kind of rebounder? Because you got to box a little more. Mm-hmm. I'd have to see. I mean, he does he does play some center minutes for the Jazz. Got it. I'm not a lot because he's. I don't think he's even averaging that many minutes. Period. But. Um, he does. No, he's he's a very talented and long athletic guy, um, but teams are different. Like you just, I just, I just think it's you got to be careful when you plug and play, taking the guy what he's doing in one team and putting him in another, and and thinking that it's going to be the same. And you just don't know if he's not used the same and with the same effectiveness, same amount of minutes, same way. It's different. Is he? How many minutes are we going to play him? And if we do play him in those minutes, who are we taking those minutes from? Yeah. Because we already see the backup center minutes is, you know, that's a roller coaster. So yeah. where else are you getting those minutes from? It depends who you trade. If you trade Matisse, you get Matisse's minutes. Well, Matisse wasn't playing not too long ago. Mm-hmm. He's playing a lot now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we played 11 guys the last game. That's too many, too many people. That's too many players. Yeah, Matisse is averaging 12 minutes a game this year. Not a lot. And but House is, hasn't been playing much either. No, House is in the doghouse. Yeah. yeah so. I see you trying to stick that in there. <laughs> <laughs> Spur of the moment. Just thought of it. <laughs> yes. Um, and then so, Ferk wants out. Ferk, Ferk wants to demand a trade. Yeah, mean, he he yeah, demand or he asks for a trade? They said the, the title, the, the it was demand was the word used. Yeah, he said, though. That's what the people that wrote the article said. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> the, joke, the joke was he demanded Trey and Sixers was like, cool. We'll see if that happens. They, they, can, move, they can move a shooter. Get a second for him. And pack oh, he it. can be moved. There's some teams that will take him. Yeah, but they're saying, Marcus, that – to get rid of his $5 million salary, we'd probably have to package a second to do that. Really? Is that yeah, like the- Dwayne Dedman just got traded from the Heat to clear salary, and they had to package a second with him to get a team to take him. Because you're really doing the team – the team is really doing you a favor. Like, Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, if we're going to get – got to give package. them something for doing you a favor. So, yeah, we probably have to give someone something, and we don't have many. We don't have much to give anymore, so. Yeah. Yeah, unless, unless a team is like, we need some shooting – um, he's got two more years left. Two, Ooh. this and next year. Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's probably why. 
That's also why a lot of people like Vanderbilt too, because Vanderbilt has two more years on a cheap deal remaining. Um, I would and, say, and Thibel's basically gone, most likely. So, if we're giving him away, at least we're getting two more years of a good, promising young wing. And if you, you move know. with Thibel, you got to move him with Thibel. Who Ferk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you combine their salaries, you get I think up to like nine or ten million, maybe eleven. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what we do. Um, and you guys talked about wing defense. Um, and so Wednesday night, we got, uh, we'll have some, we put to a test. Our wing defense will be put to a test against uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown on the one seed, Boston Celtics. So, guys, um, Easter, huge Easter Conference matchup. You got us three seed playing against, going at to Boston. Uh, to play the second time of the season. Uh, we played them, we played them opening night, and then this is our second time we're playing them. So, um, for game predictions, who do you guys have, and what are you looking for? And not uh, no no spread out yet for this one. So, what do you I think they're I think they're still waiting to see is Marcus Smart still going to be out? I know he's been injured, but GTD. Okay. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> as much as I dislike Celtics, I still have no. I still don't feel like we can beat them in Boston. I got them. Just don't feel like it. Like, I, I'm not as confident as I am playing other teams. Just something about that place. Maybe because they um, – I didn't have great success there. Well, in Philly I did um, to the end of my Philly time. But I don't know, man. I, I just I just think we just such a – that's a hard matchup for us. Yeah. And, and it was – it's not that – even with like Joel, like he even even when he gets numbers, it's, it's still hard. Like, yeah, it's still like feel like it's hard. It still felt like <clears throat> their bigs, especially Al, <clears throat> play better than their averages. Yeah, you know and like they make they, them, they make them work for it. Yeah, and they almost like I don't want to say they average out. They don't really average out, but they play so much above. Like Joel may be average, which is really good, and they would play above average, which isn't better than Joel, but it's enough to give them a, a, an edge. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, and that's what I, I just we got to go in there and beat them and 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 beat them a few times and beat them good for me to feel different. Like I, I don't think we can beat them. I, I don't I think we beat them at home, but it, we got to go in there like. And I said this at the beginning of the year. I think, you know, game one, I was like, this is a big game. I think now it's a big game. Like, you, you're thinking seeding, and we can go out there and, and be one and one and then only have home games against them. Um, tiebreakers, like, it's, it's a really big game. You it is a big game. game. But you're giving them a loss, too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it'd be interesting to see our approach and how we go and handle this game. Big game. It's a big game. It's huge. And they go by Tatum and Brown, man. I mean, every game they're combining for like 55, 65 points, those two. So, and wing defense has been rough for us. So it'll be interesting to see how we, we go. Yeah, and that's, that's the interesting thing with those guys is like those guys play and none of them have to guard James. Who, you know, James has so much volume with the ball in his hands, like they don't have to guard him. And yeah. now that Maxie's coming off the bench, we don't really know if they're gonna guard and defend him either. No. No. Without Marcus Smart, not really. 
The fans, you know. Say it again. Marcus Smart being out. If he's out, that's going to hurt them big time, though, because he does a good job against Harden, usually. Well, well, Malcolm Brockton's not bad. Yeah. No, yeah. They've been starting starting Derek White, but he's also not a bad defender either. But, yeah. I'm I'm torn on this one. I want to see if Smart plays. I want to see what the actual spread is. That'll tell me where Vegas' head's at. Um I think it'll be a close game. There have been some bad blowouts with those two teams in the past couple of years. But the game one, that was a close game, right? Wasn't that really close? It, I, I think I think it was. A, I think they pulled away in the second half or third yeah. quarter. Did they? Okay. Um, I think we had a lead early. I venture to say the first half. I was going to bet the first half I think will be extremely close. Where it could go from there, who the hell knows? Because we are, we're all over the place. We could have a twenty-point lead and blow it. We get to be down by twenty and come back. So, um, I think it's tight. I think the first half will be tight. That would be a good bet. Um, I would take Boston probably winning it. I would take us plus like an alt line, like a plus like five or six. I think it will be pretty close. Um, as far as looking forward to guys. I mean, like I said, Brown and Tatum, man, they score over 25, over 20, like every game in the past five, six games. I take Tatum going over his rebounds because, um, A, we're not a good rebounding team, and he's been rebounding a ton lately. Um, Horford, too, I take White's points, rebounds, assists. Um, I take – it's tough with Horford. Horford's – he seems to have his best games against the Sixers, but he's just not scoring that much right now. I'd probably take an all-line on his under in points. And then MBs and Hardens and Tobias's points, rebounds, assists over. All right. Well, hopefully we come away with a win. Hopefully we're talking about celebrating this this win uh, on our next episode on Friday uh, before we before we talk about the rematch against New York Friday night and then traveling. Well, not traveling so so much, but going to Brooklyn the next day for our New York New York back to back on Saturday. So guys, we'll see you guys Friday, and um, hopefully we pull out a W against Boston. Take it easy. All right, guys. All right, see you guys. Later on. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.